Hey guys, Vox here. So, you may have noticed that uh, there wasn't an episode put up for uh, what should have been episode negative 28, and uh, basically we lost the entire episode during recording. We uh, did our best to try and see if any of it was actually recoverable, but uh, taking a look at it, basically, uh, if you take a look at our uh, on on YouTube stream that was uh, saved, you can see there was a lot of skipping. We were basically losing a second every couple of seconds of audio, so unfortunately that episode won't ever uh, come out. However, we did still have a car segment for that week and uh, did play it on air, so... In lieu of there being no episode, this will be uh, just car segment, so uh, enjoy car. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Car. So, today we're going to talk about the Olympics. Hooray, the Olympics! The absolute penultimate example of sport and competition and international cooperation. Hurrah! And scandal and coronism and not-so-yay. Ah, uh, so for those who have been living under a rock, the Rio de Janeiro uh, 2016 Summer Games starts uh, tomorrow, uh, as of my recording here. So f uh, Friday, August the 5th is the official opening ceremonies. And actually some of the longer tournaments, uh, like for instance, the soccer or for our European listeners, football, uh, that actually started uh, yesterday uh, with Canada uh, playing Australia. I actually have no idea how that went. That shows you how much I pay attention to sports. But what I more want to talk about is kind of just some of the things that's been going on around, I mean, the games in general and specifically these Rio games. Um, so several years ago, when the Olympics were actually awarded to Brazil and to Rio de Janeiro, uh, one of the big concerns about Rio was just the general sort of level of pollution in and around the city, pollution and crime. Um, now, in part of the their sort of their documents uh, when they're submitting for the games is that Brazil and Rio de Janeiro were actually arguing that if you guys award us the games, it's going to give us the political will, the political kick in the pants to actually go ahead and get our act cleaned up, basically. Uh, and it was kind of on one of those tenets that the International Olympic Committee decided, OK, Rio, you get the games. Um, and it's I mean, it's not unusual. I mean, any time that a city gets the Olympic Games, it is always going to end up prompting an enormous amount of construction for infrastructure improvements to transit improvements to just general venues of the city it'll it'll clean it up a little bit a fantastic example in fact is right here in calgary uh our uh c-train line or uh light rail transit uh e-train uh, elevated train for those of you who are living in in east some east coast cities uh our entire major transit system was put into place because we ended up getting the 1988 winter games uh, we needed a way to be able to move people around the city more rapidly. Uh, Olympic Square downtown was built specifically for the games, the entirety of Canada Olympic Park. Uh, there's a lot of facilities. Actually, the Saddle Dome even was built for the Olympics. Um, and all, all that infrastructure still stays in. Of course, the, the mass transit system is an incredibly important part of any big city. Um, and getting that up that right away, I think, almost was worth the games. Also, fun fact, is Calgary as of right now, is still the only city in the world, the only host city of the Olympics, to have actually profited from hosting the Games. Every other city that has hosted the Olympic Games has ended up in the hole because of the developments or the invested they needed to make in order to be able to have their facilities up to a level 
to host the games. Now, again, I've said before, I'm a terrible, dirty socialist, and if it means that there's going to be a net benefit for the people living in the city, go for it. The problem is, is that especially in the last probably two decades, the Olympics have become basically an enormous international penis waggling contest. Let's be quite honest here. Uh, anytime that you see the the grandiose displays, the insane amounts of just show-stopping spectacle and uh, showcasing of so many things around the country that is hosting the games, uh, from the facilities to the opening and closing ceremonies to all of the other little uh, buntings here in between, is it is an enormous just, hey, look at us and see how awesome our country is and check this out, hoo-zah! Um, and again, because these things are planned out years and years in advance and awarded years and years in advance, there's always been that concern about uh, bribery and, and it's, I mean, same thing that happens in, say, uh, what do you call it, FIFA and the World Cup and things like that. Uh, of course, that is far more publicized and probably far more brutal um, for for FIFA. Olympics, a little bit less so, just because there's more countries involved, so it's, I guess, a little bit harder to bribe? I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things that it really makes me sometimes wish I was a FIFA committee member, because, man, those guys raking it. However, I'm getting off topic. The game specifically, and specifically with what's going back to Rio, is the amount of strain that everything leading up to these games has been putting on uh, on Brazil, and specifically on the, the city and people of Rio de Janeiro, has been kind of insane. Uh, over the last couple of years, as the city started getting more and more ready for the games, uh, you know, first to clean up their crime, then again to try and get their infrastructure up to a level that was going to be able to host the world, basically, uh, it's been getting pretty crazy. Um, constant concerns about base, almost slave labor levels of uh, the kind of pay or conditions that the people that have actually been building this stuff has been put through, uh, the amount of uh, concerns about just the some of the measures that were taken to reduce crime in the Rio area, uh, some some not entirely unpleasant stuff. And again, I, if you're curious, seek it out. Like, in, go ahead and and take a look at sort of what I'm talking about, and, and take a look at the backstories over these past six years uh, since Rio's really been ramping up for the games. The specific one, though, that's really been coming out, and with this, again, as I mentioned, this was one of the big taglines that Rio was basically saying to the Olympic Committee, give us the games, is the concerns about pollution. Now, a little bit of historical fact uh, is a lot of the times the reason that you have so many large, major, ancient cities in the world built on rivers, uh, from London on the Thames to Paris on uh, the Rhine to, of course, Rome on the Tiber is rivers make a really, really great and natural way to get, a get rid of all of your shit. And I do mean that in the most literal sense. Sanitation has always been one of those key things that in order to be able to get a city going, you need to have some sort of level of sanitation or else the amount of disease and plague and everything that'll ravage through a city, especially back in the ancient days before hospital and penicillin and all of that good stuff, really your only way to be able to effectively get rid of that stuff was put it in the river. Uh, before the Romans had aqueducts, before uh, even just basic having a bathhouse was a thing, your two options for getting rid of quite literally your shit was either to dig a hole and bury it, 
or just have a part of the city that just no one ever went to because that was literally the latrine district, uh, or channel it or dump it directly into the river that your city was built around. Um, and because of that, I mean, a lot of rivers in, you know, especially in Europe and, and everything like that are just generally not the cleanest things in the world because so many of these ancient sewer systems literally just dump right into it. And Rio de Janeiro is no exception, uh, right? Rio de Janeiro is built on actually a, a whole bunch of smaller rivers and deltas that all dump into uh, the bay that the city is kind of built around uh, on the coast there. And... Before the Olympics were awarded to Rio de Janeiro, they only treated about 17, I've seen some figures between, between basically 15 and 20% of their sewage, averaging 17%, was actually treated. That's really gross. And if you actually think about it, and I, I don't encourage you to do so. Um, I mean, by contrast, a lot more of that is treated in North American cities. Um, Again, if nothing else, just because we're a much larger continent, much further away from a lot of actual, you know, ocean coasts, is it's just not as easy to be able to do that because it's just, if you're dumping, for instance, in Calgary, if we're dumping stuff into the Bow or the Elbow Rivers, that's just screwing over Lethbridge or uh, Medicine Hat or the other cities that are further down that same river. Same thing with, say, Edmonton on the North Saskatchewan or cities on the Athabasca. It's, it's, it's not an option. Um, and so you end up with this situation that with so little being actually polluted, and you can see it from pictures in the air of Rio de Janeiro is it's pretty gross. Like you can see literal sloughs of raw sewage and garbage and everything that just get washed down the rivers and pushed out into the bay. This is the same bay that people are going to be swimming in this weekend, starting with the Olympic games. And that's been a concern. Now, Again, they have made improvements because of the games lighting a fire under their asses to try and fix this. But they've still only gone from treating about that 15 to 20 to treating about 50% now of the, the sewage and everything. So the rest of the problem being that, again, Rio de Janeiro is a large city. And the general standard of living is not as good in that city as it is in a lot of places in North America. It just it's how it is. And a lot of the poorer areas of the city, again, are all clustered around parts of the streams or the rivers and everything that feed out into the bay. And because, again, your general standard of sanitation, your general standard of even just garbage collection is almost non-existent in some of those areas of the city, these people have been in the habits for doing like their ancestors did and throwing all of their trash in the river because that is the easiest and cleanest way to get rid of it and get it out of their houses. Doesn't help the bay any but at least it keeps them from getting sick, I guess, quite as often. So, yeah. Um, and, again, uh, habits like that are hard to break. So, of course, the, now is this concern, and there is talks about even with the amount of cleanup they have tried to do, there is still a dangerous amount of pollution in that bay, to the point that just a one accidental swallow, you're at serious risk for some pretty nasty diseases and, and bacterial infection and, and everything. It's just... Basically, to anybody who happens to be listening to this in Rio de Janeiro, don't drink the water. Just don't drink the water at all. Just don't. Um, so, I mean, what do we do about this? Honestly, I mean, again, me being the terrible, filthy socialist I am, um, I do think that if, you know, if you are going to host the games, of course, some of the response, most of the financial responsibility should still be on the actual country who's decided we want to host the games. Um, 
because you do have all those peripheral effects of the tourism and everything like that, and then the the longer standing prestige. But I really kind of feel like because this is supposed to be an international celebration and because all of these athletes from all over the world, whether you're from Canada, the UK, Australia, Austria, uh, the Netherlands, Nigeria, uh, Japan, and a myriad of others, no matter where you are in the world, you want to show up to a place that's going to be nice to compete in. It's going to be, you're going to have a decent place to stay for the 15, 20 days you're there. And you want to be able to compete in a clean, healthy, uh, and safe uh, venue. So why isn't it that more more of us donate to, say, a collective fund that then goes towards helping with some of the construction and everything that needs to be done for these games? Uh, or to send our own you know, construction teams or advisors even like that, um, just to try and help out a little bit more with some of the cost of bearing these games. Because then at the end of the day, then we get to have less of the controversy and more of the actual fun and the spirit of the games, which I think is awesome. That's all for me for today. Thank you very much for listening. As always, my name is Carr. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, us at unfurl.net. Enjoy the rest of the show.